Hey guys, what's up? It is Tuesday, September 7th, episode 173, and today I have Anthony Georgiadis, uh, COO and co-founder of the Postel Network, a P2P decentralized platform to securely register, trade, and collect rare digital assets. They're a great platform. You guys, I'm sure, will enjoy them um, as an alternative to things like OpenSea, Rarible, and Nifty Gateway. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Blockhash Insider newsletter, which is only $250 a month, and you get unique market insights and breakdowns on the industry, and the link is in the description below. That said, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about the Postel Network. Enjoy. All right, Anthony Georgiadis, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast Live. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to have you here. Um, you told me uh, before we got on the podcast, but just to recap, like, where are you from? Uh, from New York. Cool, yeah. cool. And you're currently in Los Angeles, correct? I am. I am. There's a uh, conference, uh, DeFi FinTech, um, tomorrow that I'm speaking at on future of NFTs, pastel, etc. So it should be good. Yeah, how long is it? Is it like a three-day, two, three-day conference ordeal, or you know, it's actually just a single-day conference. Okay. Um, you know, I think they're keeping things, you know, a little tighter, smaller, and just quicker duration. I think they wanted to keep this one kind of intimate as well, um, just given everything that's going on right now. Yeah, is there any cool people that are going to show up or uh, give a speech or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think there's there's a lot of you know really talented people that'll be there. Um, the founder of Celsius, Alex, will be there. Um, Richard Lee, founder of 4K, um, but you know I think everyone that's speaking there is is, is definitely pretty impressive and um, obviously you know very inspirational and and heavily contributing to the broader community and ecosystem. So it should be good. Cool, cool. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, anyways, tell me more about yourself. I want to know a little bit more about your background. Um, you're from New York, but you know from there, like what have you done to you know getting into crypto? Like was there like a single point in time? Um, something in particular that got you interested in the space? Um, uh, did you bounce around from job to job or w what's your backstory? Yeah, so I'm actually originally from San Diego. I uh, went to school out in Philadelphia, went to UPenn, um, actually did the undergrad program, went and worked um, in venture capital for a bit at First Round Capital, spent some time um, working as a product manager on the operations side as well, um, and then ended up getting a um, degree in computer science um, and you know part of it was just you know being curious and interested in just learning more um, what was under the hood what what was I actually investing in etc um, and during that program is actually when I first got um, exposed to just you know blockchain in general uh, started actually looking into solidity and looking at different you know, smart contracts and whatnot um, actually you know helped out on the Gollum project a little bit and basically you know, from there, got very, very interested in the space. Um, ended up helping launch um, Innovating Capital back in 2016, um, which really started off to be, you know, a broad venture fund. But um, I was prim primarily focused on uh, the crypto side, you know, the digital asset side. But you know, on a broader basis, we do, you know, cybersecurity, enterprise infrastructure, digital health, insurance, and fintech investing. Um, a lot of those go hand in hand. Um, and so, you know, over the last couple of years, you know. Back in 2018, actually, um, is when we came across the the founding team of, of Pastel um, and really started to invest in it. And, you know, I would say kind of quasi incubate it. Um, and over the last 12 months or so, I've really stepped in in what I would say, you know, nearly a full time capacity, just helping 
um, get the project you know up and running off the ground and you know working as you know a, a co-founder or COO on a day-to-day basis. Nice. So, like, what what is Postel Network? What are you guys trying to do there? Um, you know, regarding collectibles, NFTs, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so as I mentioned, you know, Pastel was founded back in 2018. Um, and the general idea has always been, you know, to be an entirely purpose, purpose-built native infrastructure for the sole use case of NFTs. Um, so effectively, we're running our entirely, you know, own dedicated mainnet, right? And everything about the platform from the ground up has been designed for the specific use case to actually, you know, tailor NFTs. And, you know, what I mean by that is obviously we've seen... Um, a lot of issues pervasive today, uh, running on you know broader pieces of infrastructure that you know are well suited for what I would view as kind of general purpose applications, whether that's you know financial products, insurance products, um, you know even obviously you know a number of different kind of lending applications and things of the nature, but maybe not necessarily perfectly built for some of the specific features around NFTs itself, such as being able to actually store the underlying piece of metadata. Um, the data structure that is obviously um, the actual NFT object itself. Um, things like being able to authenticate the file or the or the image itself and whatnot. So the general idea from Pastel from day one was to really build this unique infrastructure um, from the ground up and to kind of solve upon a lot of these problems. You know, we see it still pervasive today, right? High transaction fees, scalability constraints, um, obviously, you know, the storage problems I mentioned. And so Pastel is really working to actually solve each of those problems. Um, And where we are today is, you know, how we've actually come to market. Um, A lot of what we've done is designed as kind of, you know, dedicated pieces of of infrastructure. Um, So we have a number of different protocols that, you know, a lot of different players in the ecosystem are actually building on today um, and leveraging. And, you know, simultaneously, we're actually building out our own um, layer two marketplace um, that's, you know, powered entirely by the Pastel network, um, if that makes sense. Got it. Um, are you are you allowing people to build and create using just Ethereum, or are you guys also using other blockchains as well? Yeah, yeah. So you know, first and foremost, right, the core infrastructure itself is its mm-hmm. dedicated piece of infrastructure. Um, but something that's very important to us, broadly speaking, is interoperability um, and being able to actually interact and you know manage and being able to actually participate with other blockchains. Um, so we have designed. You know, several aspects of the system, you know, from a protocol level perspective, all the way to actually, you know, wrapping and unwrapping the underlying NFT itself um, that actually interoperates with other blockchains. Right now, we've been focused on a few different smart contract design um, players, Ethereum and Solana in particular. Uh, But obviously, you know, the the general idea and pipeline has us being able to actually work with, you know, any and all chains. How's it going using Solana? I, that one's really popular right now. Everyone's trying to use it. They, they claim to be like the fastest blockchain out there or something like that. Do, do you agree? It's going well. Look, I have I have uh, no complaints. I love the team over there. Um, full disclosure, I'm an investor. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, you know, very, very excited about what they're up to. Um, and they've really, you know, just since day one have executed on everything that they've set out to. Um, so it's exciting to see them kind of, you know, build out over time, but, um, definitely going well, no complaints, obviously any, you know, at any point in time, and obviously at the beginning of any process, there are certain learning curves and challenges, but, uh, more than anything, it's, it's a fun process and, you know, you run into design implementations and things like that. Um, but there's also a huge community of, of different players building out on top of them, which is really exciting. 
Um, so it's, it's great to you know, participate with a number of different players in the space um, and just obviously contribute mind share and obviously, you know, help contribute just to the broader ecosystem in general. Do you guys have a native token as well? We do. So the native token PSL actually powers um, all things on Pastel. Okay. From, you know, creating a Pastel ID to, um, you know, minting or registering an NFT on the native marketplace, all the way to actually, you know, running the running on the any underlying protocol itself, like the near duplicate, near duplicate detection protocol, or the storage layer. Got it, got it. Um, I actually saw this on your website, and I thought it'd be a good question to break down maybe into like three parts. Um, so like, how is Postel, um, you know, beneficial for one for creators, for collectors and for builders, uh, separately in those three categories? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll start backwards going kind of from like the ground up, right? Okay. Um, so from a builder's perspective, if you kind of think back to what I had mentioned, um, you know, building out a lot of what I would call this kind of open ecosystem of some mm -hmm. of these protocols, right? Um, and again, these are things that have been really purpose built, time tested since 2018 um, for the use case of NFTs. And why it's important is because you've had so many players come out recently, um, launching their own layer two marketplaces, building on top of Ethereum or um, other smart contract platforms and, and focused on obviously user acquisition going to market. Um, but maybe they haven't necessarily, you know, focused, you know, not necessarily have the time um obviously you know given the fact that this has been a, a crazy market over the last it's only been six nine twelve months uh but simultaneously they might not also have the capability to do certain things on top of ethereum itself so for us it's, it was really important to you know have this sort of open infrastructure that they could leverage directly right and still obviously leverage the um, you know, wonderful, wonderful aspects of a smart contract platform. Um, so from our standpoint, you know, we really are built for builders. The way we've designed every single protocol, you know, how well documented every single API is, um, it's very easy to kind of integrate plug and play in a very lightweight manner. And obviously they can also leverage the ongoing maintenance upgrades, et cetera, of the Pastel network from the internal development team itself. Um, we've also set up an ecosystem development pool to really help um, contribute back to a lot of these different partners of ours, um, whether that's, you know, dedicating their own completely, you know, collateralized supernode itself, um, setting up pools that, you know, they can actually, you know, be granted X amount of PSL so they can always actually be functioning certain of these protocols. Um, it's really important for us to, you know, be built in a way that contributes back to these builders. Um, and then on the flip side, from kind of a creators and collectors standpoint, you know, when we've actually gone out to design this particular marketplace, um, it was really important for us to do it in a way that was attractive to non-crypto native users. Um, if you look at the broader NFT ecosystem now, I would say that you know for a vast majority of players in the space are still very much a crypto native, and it's difficult to figure out how to you know buy Ethereum on your Coinbase account, then send it to MetaMask, then obviously you know log into OpenSea and you know, buy an NFT, right? There's a few different barriers and points of friction, and our whole aspect of it was. From day one, if we're going to design a marketplace, we want it to be, you know, as user intuitive and friendly as entirely possible. Um, and if you look at kind of the app online and, and some of the um, videos and whatnot, you can definitely kind of get that gauge as well, just in terms of kind of the sleek feel and um, just kind of the friendly onboarding process and whatnot. And then broader, you know, from a creator collector standpoint, those different features that we've built out, right? Being able to always promise highly negligible storage, you know, transaction fees, et cetera. 
um, anytime you actually transact on the platform, you know, you're not necessarily going in line with, you know, hundreds of millions of, of you know, volume in a DeFi application on Ethereum where you end up paying, call it, you know, 60 to $100 to mint an NFT, right? Um, on the Pastel Network, the way it's structured is, you know, every single NFT that you register is going to be less than a dollar. And obviously that variable just depends on how large the size is, et cetera, of the underlying file itself. Um, so if I'm a creator that's minting my first NFT, you know, just some static image file, I'm going to be paying less than a penny, right? To actually upload, mint that, and list that for sale. Um, likewise, some of the other features, you know, the the ability for <clears throat> a creator to actually upload their own NFT and be assigned a, you know, provable rareness score relative to all other NFTs on the platform, as well as collaborative platforms, um, as well as, you know, effectively a reverse image search on the entire internet and then have that relative rareness score minted on their NFT provides obviously a level of uh, both certainness to the creator, but also to the collector so that they know what they're buying is provably rare, right? We've seen a lot of issues recently in the space, whether that's from, you know, fraud, outright scam, et cetera. Um, and it was really important from us, you know, from day one to solve upon this problem. And then lastly, I would say from kind of a pure storage perspective as well, um, having kind of that on-chain storage solution was really important for us from a kind of a creator and collector standpoint. I know when I acquire something, I have that digital asset file that's tightly coupled with the NFT itself. You know, it's not necessarily a token ID with potentially a hyperlink that's, you know, relying upon some sort of centralized server um, or IPFS pinning, right? I have that actual digital asset file on chain coupled with the NFT. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, I would say a rundown on, you know, how we really are you know, built for those three, you know, broader audiences, you know, builders, creators, collectors. Yeah, that's awesome. It seems like you guys are hitting a, um, a lot of different angles by doing that. You have a lot of things that you're including already. Um, yeah. And I assume you guys are pretty early on too, correct? You know, I'd say, look, a lot of this infrastructure took <laughs> took a lot of time to build. Sure. Um, so when, we, when we got founded in 2018, um, it really took time to build up the roadmap for everything. And then from there, we've just been tackling and, and achieving everything. You know, our, our CEO and founder is, um, I would say, <laughs> a beast. Um, just kind of, you know, cranks out and grinds through everything. Um, our CTO is incredible as well. So we're, for, we're fortunate to have, I would say, kind of, you know, the two leaders of the team just grinding on a day-to-day -day basis, um, heads down and being able to just kind of knock out these tasks um, consistently. And, you know, from there, we've, you know, been able to launch our mainnet earlier this year. Uh, and we've actually just gone out and, and I've been starting to procure more, you know, different partnerships, um, getting people to actually leverage our infrastructure, um, and then simultaneously decided to actually build out our own marketplace on top of Pastel, which will be coming out, you know, imminently in the following weeks. Got it. And yeah, that's really important. Having a good team and everything, especially in this space um, where, you know, anything can happen, um, crazy ups and crazy downs. It's good to have a little bit of stability and, and um, yeah. a, a good lead for a project. For sure. Um, how, how do you guys feel you stack up um, from a technical st standpoint uh, to like OpenSea or Rarible or Nifty Gateway? And then do you guys have a plan to start really onboarding more people to, to grow it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I would say what's important about our team is that it's, it's very, very technical um, mm -hmm. in the sense of everyone that's part of the team has but I would say very, very, it's it's full stack, generally speaking. There's a lot of low level understanding, which is very, very critical for the type of infrastructure we're building. Um, we're not necessarily just a direct marketplace on top of a smart contract platform. 
that can be you know written deployed in JavaScript, and you know with a couple APIs you know um, integrate with you know the existing backend of you know some other chain, right? Ours is you know more than anything, very much so um, from the ground up, you know, very very hands on, um, and requires a lot of you know different kind of you know custom pieces of of coding and tooling, right? And so with that in mind, it's required us to kind of procure and build out a, a, what I would say a very, very technical team. Um, and I'd say one thing more than anything is we've, we've focused first on technology rather than you know potentially to go to market strategy and, and just the broader marketing. Um, to us, it was important to have something that was obviously in place, usable, built, um, and ready to actually just kind of roll out and deploy. And so that's generally speaking, you know, how I would say our tech kind of just broadly speaking um, you know, stands. Got it. Um, I also saw on the website that you guys strive to be a more green platform or to do like green NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how do you guys feel you uh, contribute to being like a green platform or a carbon neutral platform or, or what, what's the goal? Absolutely. Obviously, we've seen a lot that's you know, gone into the space. Um, it's garnered a lot of media attention. Um, you know, and full disclosure, we're actually built on a proof of work system. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the foundation of the underlying network. And then the layer of super notes above that that provide for validation, um, registration, activation and whatnot, um, as well as governance <clears throat> are, are kind of a proof of stake aspect of the system as well um, in some respect. But the core proof of work aspect, um, we thought it was important for us to kind of offset some of the carbon impact. Um, and so the way it works is, you know, when a user registers an, an NFT on the platform, they're able to opt in and actually have that registration fee or a component of it. Um, sent back to a nonprofit that that plants trees, um, and so that's been our direct way of impacting, um, obviously, you know, carbon offsets. Okay, cool. Um, why proof of work? Why not use something like proof of stake or a different uh, validation method? Or is there an actual benefit to going through proof of work? You know, look, I think there's been a lot of you know interesting progress in the proof of space or proof of stake um, and validation spaces recently. Mm-hmm. When we actually launched the platform and, you know, still to this day, we have this opinion that obviously proof of work has, you know, the greatest track record, the strongest, you know, rock solid foundation of being just and also being the most cryptographically secure. Um, And generally speaking, the way that our blockchain actually works is it leverages the intrinsic aspects of the UTXO model um, to create a actual ticketing system, um, which kind of resembles that of kind of a smart contract system. Um, which we have found to be a lot more efficient in the use case of NFTs itself and all of the actual underlying metadata that we're storing. Um, but you know, you mentioned validation as well. That does happen at the supernode level, um, and that is actually where the quote-unquote collateralized stake component does come into play. Um, users have to stake five million PSL, operate a dedicated client, um, and that dedicated client provides for validation, storage, etc. So um, that aspect of the system, I think, does inherently um, actually provide for a more efficient use of the underlying protocol. Consensus can still happen um, at the core blockchain level that is a proof of work model, but a lot of those kind of incremental features that might be more carbon intensive um, are actually being done in a more efficient manner with you know validating nodes. Got it. Um, do you think there's anything in particular um, that could be done with proof of work to make it more better for the environment or to make it more green? Um, just, just thoughts off the top of your head or if you've ever thought it really really like thought about it deeply. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, there's a lot of organizations out there that are um, active actively in terms of, you know, attempting to, you know, solve upon a lot of those problems. 
um, whether it's mining pools or just mining organizations in general. Um, and so part of our you know thought process has been to you know, try to contribute to those groups and that just general kind of uh, mind share as well um, and help solve upon those problems. Cool, cool. Um, one more question, then we'll go ahead and wrap up. What's the, um, you know, going into the, uh, or finishing up the year, going into next year, what is your guys' roadmap or what's your plan um, to take, you know, Postel to like the next level or to, um, the next steps you want it to take? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so look, first and foremost, we have, you know, a few things in the backlog. Um, we have a handful of our core protocols, you know, namely our near duplicate NFT detection protocol. Um, and our storage layer protocol as well. Um, and so just continuing to open up those two underlying protocols to the broader ecosystem, getting players to build upon those. Um, and then from there, you know, really working on, you know, launching our dedicated marketplace, which will be out uh, imminently in the next few weeks. Um, and then just obviously from there, continuing that aspect of what, what we view as opening ourselves up to interoperability, other blockchains and whatnot, um, whether that's through wrapping, unwrapping of NFTs on Ethereum, um, all the way to actually having, you know, intrinsic storage being tightly coupled, you know, between two chains. Um, so it's it's pretty exciting in terms of what we have in the backlog. And, you know, every day is a new opportunity to solve a new challenge and um, basically just build upon, you know, the prior day. Um, so, yeah, definitely excited for what the rest of the year has. But that's kind of where we're focused on at the moment. Got it. Um, do you guys have a place you want people to go to to learn more, like the website? Um, do you guys also have like a Discord or Telegram where people can jump in and chat and learn more? Yeah, definitely follow us on on Twitter. Um, and then we have a Telegram, okay. which we're pretty active in as well. Um, so, yeah, you can just go Twitter at Pastel Network. Um, and then if you go to our website, Pastel.network as well, we have obviously a lot of information on what we're up to, um, as well as the rest of our channels and, and links thereof. Perfect. Perfect. Anthony, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today. Uh, really appreciate it. You know, explaining what Postel is, what you guys are doing, what the goal is. Um, and um, very, very interesting. I'm going to have to dive into it myself and check it out and see if I can build something at some point. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for elaborating. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.